0: Welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the Story Screen Podcast, where we see new movies, talk about them with uh, each other, and by and by that, by proxy, we talk to you guys. Um, and that's it. Thank you for listening. And uh, this episode's <laughs> over. Now. Uh, we're not the only podcast on Story Screen. Uh, just so you guys know, you can go on our website, StoryScreenBeacon.com, to listen to more podcasts, or you can read some articles, or you can buy a fucking t-shirt, if you want. Or a coffee mug. Or a coffee mug, or, you know, you could maybe even, like, you could solicit a kiss from yours truly. Uh, my name's Robbie Anderson, I'll be hosting this hot take today, I'm joined by Jeremy Kolodzetski, how are you?
1: Hello! How you I'm doing? I'm great. Good? Good. I've been having a good week. That's good. Yeah. Yes. Good weeks are good. Uh, we're here yeah. to
0: talk about a, a, a movie that exists yeah. on Netflix
1: it sure does it's
0: a movie that I, I heard a lot of like positive buzz around um and I'm curious to find out why <laughs> uh it's called uh. it's called the uh it's called the old guard <laughs> it is a uh action packed film starring charlize theron directed by Gina prince bythewood um and yeah, so this movie is uh you know. As per usual, first half of uh, hot takes are spoiler free, so we will be not spoiling the movie. Uh, I will say, I'm glad I didn't know much about this movie because it has quite the twist in the beginning of it that I did not know, and I was like, "Oh, oh, it's this kind of movie?" Mm. Which was cool. I thought that was cool, and then after that, I was very—I I am not—I was not very into the movie. I will say,
1: I was quite underwhelmed by it. You—you
0: you heard good things as well, though, right?
1: Uh, yeah, like, here and there, I've heard mostly mixed things, like, there are some people who are, like, quite into it, but there are other people that I follow that did not care for it at all, so, you know, I went into it with just, like, kind of, like, you know, neutral expectations, I guess, and, yeah, I was quite bored to 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 be quite honest. I, well, I, I wasn't yeah. I was mildly entertained at like the base level, but it didn't really offer anything special to me.
0: Yeah, I think there's some cool things they do in terms of, you know, like what the pitch of the movie is and how it becomes kind of like increasingly like comic booky, like I I like That conceptually, I think some of the things they're doing diversity wise are very cool in the context of this like kind of wild action movie. Sure, Um, but yeah, outside I you know the thing that really let me down, the thing that could have held my attention more is that I thought the action
1: was not very uh, good. Um, The the action was not very good, and it was uh, it felt like a screenplay that had like a really good. Like yeah, it's it like you said, it's a very good concept, but its screenplay doesn't really take advantage of its potential.
0: No, like it it, it explores it in some interesting ways, which we'll we'll get into specifics later. But yeah, I, I do feel like it, it dropped the ball. Just um, yeah, I don't know. Like I don't like I don't really know what the movie like what its like like theme is. You know, uh, I think that. And with the with the action, like I was expecting more of like you know uh, Atomic Blonde or John or John Wick, you know like that that gung fu kind of fighting. And this kind of reminded me of like uh, like Underworld or something like that, you know like.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think uh, we've hit a certain standard in modern action films right. from what you said, like John Wick and Atomic Blonde. And overseas with, like, the Raid series mm-hmm. and Headshot and The Night Comes for Us. All the stuff that they're pumping out in Southeast Asia. Yeah. That when when you see a movie that's, like, attempting to go for something of that ilk, mm-hmm. but doesn't quite reach it. Whether it doesn't have... It didn't put in quite the amount of, like, work of preparation and choreography it sticks out, yeah, and and it leaves you feeling like underwhelmed and unengaged.
0: Yeah, I I agree, and
1: and and it has like you know strong concepts with the uh, the team of these like I guess we'll just like I, this isn't really a spoiler because it's in the Netflix description, mm-hmm. but the the conceit is is that they're are the small group of warriors in the modern day that have lived for thousands of years and are seemingly immortal. And they're like, I guess they're like the protectors of the earth. And they go yeah. on these like covert missions doing whatever, killing bad guys, I guess. Killing dudes. <laughs> well, you know, they... <laughs> The, the movie, rest, the movie and-
0: tries to convince you. It's like, oh no, they've done they've done such good things over their their lifespans.
1: Sure. But. There, there's, and all you really get out of that is some mildly photoshopped images of yeah. old photos with them like in the background. That one's uh, even like. Around. I feel
0: like those are like particularly rough. Like I, I'm rewatching what we do in the shadows right now, and that show does mm-hmm. such a good job of like repurposing like Renaissance art. Oh, yeah, and like, and like using it to either like tell like uh, stories, like oh like back when, you know, in the 1400s, when I was doing this thing, and they like either, there's something that like show you like an undoctored just like like Renaissance image or something like that, and and it just communicates a story, or they will like Photoshop it in really like subtle ways. It's very they do that yeah. in a very good way. And this like there's like one one image of I like laughed out loud. It's a uh, Charlize Theron's character as like a world war 1 soldier or something or no she was like a she was like a civil war soldier
1: <laughs> it just looked something like that
0: wrong yeah i was like this is
1: not this is not what that is no um no, no. it leaves a lot on the table and yeah. just becomes a a fairly generic action thriller that felt like it was left over from like the mid 2000s
0: that's what i was gonna say I, I actually kind of like that's one of the things i do like about the movie is that it feels like a movie i would have went to uh like like when i was a kid and i saw uh what is it uh predator versus alien, alien, versus, uh-huh. alien, yeah, versus, alien, predator, alien versus alien versus Predator, versus predator. and yo know, i like lost my fucking shit i was like this movie is the best movie i've ever seen it's the best movie well, i've ever seen in my entire life.
1: Well that's well that's because say what you will about Paul W.S. Anderson as a director he also did the Resident Evil films. Oh. As as uh as wild and as stupid and as crazy as those like movies are, they have like memorable moments to them and they have like moments of like legitimately like inventive action sequences.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, that
1: that this, this movie, The Old Guard, doesn't even live up to.
0: No, it's no AVP, I'll tell you that.
1: It's not, it's it's no not AVP. Because you got, <laughs> at least in that, you have, for as PG-13 as it is, at least you have moments of, like, the, a predator, like, giant swinging an alien. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And, and, you know, what's cool in, like, in those movies, or in that movie in particular, is that, like, the way that it... Um, uses its, like, rules from the franchises. Like, there's a lot of scenarios where it's, like, you know, the alien blood is, like, leaking. They have to, you know, respond to that in some way or or, or react to it in some way. Whereas this movie, like, its rules are not very interesting and the film's, like, very obsessed with them. Yes. Um, And that's what I think always, like, because cause eventually, like, they they wait so long to do the exposition dump, Uh, Mm -hmm. And it's like, all right, so when are you going to just tell me what the fuck, why you guys can live forever? Just like, tell me. And then when you do find out, it's like, oh, we don't really like, no.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) So you don't, so you like, don't know how it works. It's like,
0: no. It just happens. It just happens. And we're like, kind of sad about it, but you know, we gotta.
1: Yeah. That's another thing. I don't know. It, it goes on these ruminations about like, oh, it's so you know it's it's so guilty living forever and seeing the loved ones around you die but you still get to move on and i'm really bummed out about that and like that that can be compelling but it's just that concept has been done before and it's been done so many times in a lot more interesting ways that yeah. it just it it just felt flat
0: i think you know like uh like deadpool is a immortal like Mercenary, right? Like sure. th- th- these guys are boring. Deadpool, um, and like you know, in in Deadpool, <laughs> they they use his ability for such fun ways, where it's like his head's yeah. getting ripped off, or like because his arm's stuck in something, now he can like hit another guy, like because he's like dismembered. Like right. they they use this this rule that's set up in like really inventive, creative, visual ways, where mm-hmm. I do think in this movie they do it. There's some unique storytelling. I mean, it's not unique. There's some interesting storytelling uh, moments that are happening in it that I kind of like. You know, like when when you see them like in really old eras of their lives or things like that. Like, I, I do think that's kind of interesting. But in terms of like using it like for action, it's just like, well, they get shot and they go down, and you're like,
1: well, I don't, and then I don't, they get I back out.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of like dramatic tension with like this could be the one where they don't, and <laughs> this could be, sure. they could be dead, like. Which I think was also like it's kind of a goofy rule where it's like, so you guys like are like pretty sure you're gonna live forever. It's like yeah, we're pretty sure, but
1: sometimes we're wrong. It's like okay, <laughs> all right. And 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 sometimes it doesn't even like fully live up to that. And then there's this. I guess do you want to just like go into like some some minor specifics? There's there's one character that's like oh you're you're fine. You're too new. And so, like, okay, mm. so like, there's no tension in like anything that this character does because no matter what happens to them, they're gonna be fine.
0: Yeah, it's almost like the it's like the Superman problem in some ways, mm-hmm. where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I me as an audience member, it's just like, well, you know, if something's happening to Superman. It's like i think he's gonna be fine there is
1: you know? one there is one sequence that displays some very interesting and very existentially fucked up um yeah ways that, was, that yeah, they cool. can that they can have like consequences to them but they, they don't really follow it up no you're and no, it's no, just you're get it's just, just kind of yeah, one <laughs> i i guess yeah whatever <laughs> it's not in this one it so was that's...
0: it was cool uh, that moment you're talking about like that they're they're introducing something that they're more afraid of than dying you know yeah and it's like oh that's like that's like kind of cool can't wait to never see that again no nope. like you know and like it, it, you know the the climax of the movie or like what the what the final act is like is a little bit that too you know like I don't think it's spoiler to a, say if you're a if you're little in a, bit, if you're an immortal, like being tortured kind of probably sucks ass. Um, sure. That's, you know, that's like the thing they're afraid of, you know, at the end of the day is just like, oh, like this, they're
1: immortal, but they can still feel pain.
0: Exactly. Um, so like that sucks. And you know, that also kind of goes into, there's just movies that do all that like better though. And like more <laughs> interesting, like, you know, like Palm Springs kind of tackles that in, in or, really fun, interesting ways.
1: Or fucking Logan.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, like, you know, it's just used more creatively. So, yeah, the movie, the movie's a little generic, which is a bummer, but, you know, it's... You, you take it for what it is, and it's just, like... I mean, like, if if you're nostalgic for, like, that old-school <laughs> 2000s movie, and, like, this one's certainly, like, more diverse and interesting than any of those
1: ever <laughs> fucking were, like... I guess so. That's cool. Yeah, that's, like, that's that, cool. that that is that is true. And yeah, representation always matters, and it's cool to see a diverse cast working together like this. I just wish they were given better material to work with.
0: Yeah, I like. I really thought some of like the the speaking lines were like like fucking awful. Like there just, were times where I was just, talking, I'm just like, Charlotte Theron is like one of the best actresses like ever. Like why why are you making her talk like this? Uh, yeah.
1: Or when the- and we've we've seen her be a much more compelling action heroine plenty of times before we've seen her as a more compelling immortal action heroine before where,
0: where where's another movie where she's immortal Hancock remember oh Hancock? yeah Hancocks yeah yeah
1: yeah I, yeah, I mean that. you know there's 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 definitely criticism you, you can have of Hancock, and justifiable criticism, particularly in the second half. Yeah, but, I, was
0: gonna, I was about to say, the first half of Hancock's real good.
1: Yeah, and the second like, half, yeah, you know. not so much, but I I still found what was going on in the second half of Hancock a lot more interesting than what was going on in any of this.
0: <laughs> it's true. Um
1: yeah and it's and it's a shame because, like Netflix is a platform that doesn't have to quite adhere to the Hollywood system. It's kind of on its own terrain, and there's a lot of potential to explore ideas and evoke imagery that you can't really produce on a mass scale yeah in in Hollywood in like theatrical releases and it it feels like you know this this movie had the potential to explore that with its platform, but it just it just doesn't. It goes it goes for the safest option. So maybe potentially, like it could get a lot of clicks on Netflix. Yeah,
0: I mean that's the kind of the thing about Netflix, right? Like you know there are there is fertile ground for some of these like really creative like ideas that don't have to adhere to like cookie cutter Hollywood. But for every, mm-hmm. like, one of those that actually, like, do that and, like, push those bounds, there's, like, five, like, yeah. generic. I mean, like, you know, I, I did a hot take with Diana about uh, Extraction, and uh, right. that movie is lame as fuck. <laughs> it has one really good action sequence that's crazy. But Yeah, I that, yeah,
1: I mean, I, 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 I watched Extraction, too. It did have, a, I'll give it that, it did have a really uh, good uh, one-take action sequence. And at least, you know that shit kept it simple
0: that's yeah that's the thing like it it did keep it cuz it was all about like we just got to do this thing we it just got to do this it'd thing it ridiculous the entire time
1: mhm uh,
0: this mm-hmm. movie i wish this movie was more ridiculous like i think that's yeah. also like it's like the reason's why i like like fast and the furious so much where and, and
1: like well well i feel like a, a netflix movie that does kind of live up to what i'm talking about is uh, michael bay's six underground Oh, I didn't from, see I didn't
0: see that. From is that like year. insane?
1: Six Underground is unfucking believable. <laughs> it is it is Michael Bay like fully uncaged. Okay. Whether you're whether you're into that or not is like up to you, and that's totally fair. Michael Bay is definitely not for everyone and for good reasons, mm-hmm. but if you wanna see what I'm talking if you wanna see some just pure cinematic carnage
0: okay 6, un- Six okay. underground <laughs> i i do recommend
1: it. i don't i don't think there was ever a podcast f- or or any kind of thing for 6 underground no we did website. not we did not so cover 6 underground that that is I'm one intrigued <laughs> my one brief recommendation if you just want to see like like how to spend 200 million dollars on just melting faces <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, I'm I'm in. I'm about to I'm about to cancel this podcast. Get a six six <laughs> it's underground. Just go watch going. Six yeah. Underground. That's my recommendation. Yeah, this movie's you know pretty boring as fuck. Um, and uh, and that's that. That's that.
1: <laughs> Do you even want to go into spoiler talk?
0: Uh, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna go into spoilers. Uh, okay. Our, our you know? Um, I think we both. I'm not saying I recommend it. I think it's you know if you if you got two hours you want to you want to burn
1: if you yeah if you want two hours that you just want to like kind of waste
0: if you're nostalgic <laughs> for early two thousands
1: uh, action movies this is for you sure this is for you 100%. sure with a it's a little bit more violent there's some bullets going through heads that's true there's there's some battle damage that's pretty yucky sure you know but. sure an axe gets used that's not the, as often as it spoiler. should have. <laughs> An axe does get used not as much as it should have. Especially the way they set it up. Alright, right, we'll get yeah. we'll get
0: into it. All right, We'll be okay. right back with Spoilies. Uh, see you soon. And we're back with Spoilies for the old guard. Yeah, how come they don't use that fucking axe more? That's stupid. Right? When I saw them like Uh, before you realize that they are immortal or I I had no idea they were so they're like landing from this like helicopter ready to go to this like fucking yeah kill some people place and uh, they have all these like they're like strapped with like all these guns and stuff but they all have like medieval weapons like there's like one dude who just has like a long sword and I'm like what do these guys do (laughs) (laughs) it's like what's up with that and then you see him get murdered it's like oh
1: yeah. Gotcha. Oh, just, they're just you know they're they're a paramilitary force, but they're also like they're going to the Renaissance Fair later, so they're uh... yeah they're killing two birds <laughs> one stone with this exactly one. exactly.
0: Um, I'm trying to think of specific things. S-
1: so I- I'd say yeah, like speci- specifically talking about that flashback sequence where they where they talk about the one that they lost that got tortured and thrown into the ocean Yeah, that's and stayed just crazy. there for 500 years. That yes. should have been the movie. I do
0: yeah, I agree. That would have been cool. like yeah.
1: yeah, that would have been a lot more interesting. It would have been a much more interesting setting. Mhm. It would have been a much like you would have had a much better character motivations than you have now cuz it seemed like there was barely any character motivation in 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 the movie we got. I guess. Well,
0: I mean, their their motivation is like we want to do good, but like you got to very... do better than that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, they're not very compelled to do like, like, the, like very few of them. Because the movie goes from being like we're immortal, like, we got to like, do like some of this shit. Like and you then, and I,
1: you yeah. and I took screenwriting classes over the, they, the years. If if we if we handed in a script and our main character's only motivation is that they want to do good, our professors would like fucking yell at us and tell us to do better than that.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, I I'd imagine so. You know, you have to you have to you have to I think you know understand it as like a genre piece as well. You sure. Know, this, this is like this, this schlocky action movie about these ancient warriors. Um, the word warrior comes out uh, up a lot. Uh, sure. So, like, you know, their their motivation... The thing is, like, even when they have moments of, like, a twist, like, a, like a, you know, what's-his-face is is betraying them. It's, like... At that point, the movie's, like, changed, changed what it is. Yeah, the movie's changed what, what its, like, morals are, like, so many times. Like, it's, like, so is this a movie about fighting and doing stuff like that? Is this a movie about, like, not becoming a lab experiment? I mean, I guess, like, being in the laboratory is, like... Another version of Forever Torture, you know?
1: Yeah, with uh, with Dudley Dursey as the main villain. Is that who that was? Yeah, I knew he looked fucking familiar. Yeah, it's all grown up Dudley Dursey. As he looks, he looks like a nightmare. As, <laughs> as, as, <laughs> as like, uh, as like a British Martin Shkreli type.
0: Yeah. Who yeah, wants he to was. use
1: his pharmaceutical money and power for evil?
0: Well, I mean, I guess for evil... I mean, his, yeah. he doesn't really have an evil motivation outside. Like, he wants it to help people, right? But, he, but, but he's, he's... But he's bad. He's a bad
1: guy. Yeah. You know, like, I, that's the thing. I wish they, I wish they made money. him... Yeah.
0: That's true. He'd, he'd be like, oh, your insurance doesn't cover living fucking forever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I feel like, you know, they're... I, it's weird that they split... That character, like, there's the there's the dude who sends him on the mission who does like betrayal number one, and he's like my my wife died of ALS, blah blah blah. It's like I wish him and uh Mr. Dursley, like I wish that they were uh one character, right? Because yeah, because then he would have had like you know the motivation to betray them, and also the like he would have been a sympathetic bad guy, not just like a flip flopper,
1: mm-hmm. you know. Hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, so that was kind of lame. Um, the The way that they show that Charlize Theron is like her her abilities is going away, I also thought was like really lame. Like,
1: and then introduces
0: like, character with mad sexual tension out of nowhere. Like,
1: I feel like I missed something because, like, towards the end, like all of a sudden, like she was she was okay and she could fight.
0: Well, she always could fight, but. She she can't she she's she's one hit kill now, you know? Okay okay. Or one but, hit death, one hit one hit permanent. But
1: she but she got she got a bullet in the stomach. But she, she was did. like she was she could she was okay. Cause- well, remember?
0: Remember they were like, "Oh, we're gonna we we can stabilize her or whatever."
1: Oh, that must was that just like a throwaway line or something? That I yeah, just-
0: it's when it's when the scientist lady like straps her down and they're oh, like, "Oh, right, we right, can stabilize right. her." Blah blah blah. So you know. I just I
1: just watched this movie and like <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm also I I was like, cannot delay this podcast further because it is it is exiting my mind.
1: I'm so glad I decided to watch this 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 afternoon instead of last night because I would have been like I would have shown up for school the next day like without my homework. And,
0: <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and I... uh yeah, so the movie's fine uh Yeah, it's uh I'm I'm like grasping at straws trying to remember shit. Uh the plane fight scene is so silly. <laughs> Cause why can she fight? Why can why can um, uh Niles even fight like that? Like, like they don't teach Marines like crazy kung fu. I
1: don't think in in Hollywood they do. And I guess you're right. It's like I've seen plenty. Experience. I've seen plenty of like uh, action Marine movies where they do a lot of hand. They do teach them hand to hand combat.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, my dad was a Marine, so I know. Yes, yeah. it's true. You Not know, you, you know they don't teach you John Wickisms though I don't think. No, I've, never, but, I've never seen them take down you know uh, an army of men with
1: a pencil before, so I can't say. Maybe they should like start incorporating that into I so. into military I so. training, like with a fucking pencil. Like if if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna implore fascism, we might as well make it look cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a loaded. It's a loaded statement, Jeremy. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's uh, a. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the world that's just the world we that live is, in. That is that is the um, world we live that's in. Fine. Uh that's right. one that's one of the darkest things I've ever said on this podcast, I think. Keep I it apo- coming. I apologize. Keep it coming, man.
0: Let's get real. Um Yeah, so Yeah, the movie's not very interesting. I keep saying that. Unfortunately. Um, but
1: the but and the disappointing thing is that it could have been interesting.
0: Oh, I remember one of the things I really okay, the needle drops in this movie, oh man are, in, are
1: insane. <laughs> <laughs> they reminded They're me
0: crazy.
1: A little bit of suicide squad. I'll give it some credit. the 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 lyrics to the needle drops were a little bit more purposeful. Then in Suicide Squad, I guess.
0: Yeah, they felt a little bit more, like, lyrically applicable to what's happening. Sure,
1: sure. And because, honestly, Suicide Squad just f- felt like uh, someone left, like, in, like an iPhone on, like, Spotify on, like, random uh, yeah. on shuffle. But so I guess that's not too much of a, you know, a bar to clear.
0: No. I mean, there's, like, the one scene where she... She uh where Niles is like, "Oh, I'm not dead, I guess." and then she's like she just like sits down outside and listens to a Frank ocean song, yeah, and just like goes I guess that's like maybe not technically a noodle drop, but it's just a weird like the the ways that they use music and like it's the frequency in which they use like music instead of a score, you know is is it was very strange to me very I was like was very
1: oh, strange. It took me right out of it. I not that every I time, was like every time not yeah. that I was like totally into it. But like when those music cues hit, I was fully out.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say I was like Mister Strapped In for this one, but yeah, no. I agree.
1: Where I was like, I don't know. The only time I ever felt like fully invested was during the the flashback sequence where she's talking about the old the the old friend who drowned in in the water for that was cool five hundred years.
0: You know, I liked learning about. Um... Uh, I forget. His, I think it's is it Booker is his name. Um, yeah, Booker's character, like learning about his son having cancer and things like that, and like again, that was like a movie where like, or, like that was the scene where I was just like, oh, I like kind of like thought that was cool, like like having like how would an immortal father deal with like their children passing and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's enough motivation to to let him betray people, <laughs> like to betray nah. his, like immortal brothers and sisters by the end of the movie but no
1: yeah a lot of a lot of this movie's most interesting ideas are treated like afterthoughts yeah
0: and then which is um, a bummer it is a
1: bummer uh, the movie also like it ne- i
0: i didn't know when it was going to end like i th- th- it ends in such a strange way which is like they're setting up this sequel which is like okay fine but um like I thought it was so weird they're going through they go through the trouble to have scenes where they kick Booker out, especially after having so many scenes before being like, "We do this together," and then it's like ten minutes later, so we're kicking See, Booker out of the. As
1: you, you know, we gotta have consequences, I guess. I guess. I mean. I mean, I mean, like going back to this to the screenwriting class uh, metaphor mm. is like, no, I gotta have consequences for what I'm setting up. Cause this shit due tomorrow. So I just <laughs> <laughs> Netflix. Netflix.
0: My teacher really needs this. Yeah. Things. So,
1: well, shit, I, I guess we'll kick him out. Mm. Set up the villain. I guess, I, gu- I guess, I
0: mean, I guess that's the bad. Bit. I, She's, what I thought I what was more g- sympathy for her character to be honest with you.
1: Sure. Of course of course and like uh i thought it was like going to be set up that um dudley dersey survived the axe in the chest and falling down down the uh down the building and that was going to be like his reveal is that he's in hiding and the medicine he he attempted to make with the old guard people worked and it's like ha i'm mm. one of them now and i'm
0: bad um I thought it was weird because they can they can dream find each other, which again is like the movie just does not explain why, like if there is a reason why, They're which connected. I think there should be, like can it be can it be voodoo magic? Could it be something like I don't fucking it's know? It's like right.
1: everyone everyone has cerebro.
0: Yeah. But I was like, if they can dream find each other and then the dreams stop when they find each other, but she had a dream of the drowning lady. Uh huh. I just feel like they could figure out how to get to her. <laughs> you know, like I guess the ocean's pretty big. It is. They got they got time. They got nothing but time. Exactly. <laughs> especially if they're not dying, they're just living. Like you couldn't have know.
1: hired like a fisherman, right? Or like James Cameron,
0: or James Cameron.
1: Yeah, he's he's um, good at finding stuff in the ocean.
0: He does it all the time. Right. Yeah, I thought I thought that was like a little strange. I do. I do wish we got more of that character, because she seems super interesting. And it's, it's very strange to, like, hold it for a sequel. mm mm-hmm. Which is just like, well, what the fuck is it gonna, like... They can't die. I mean, Charlie Theron, I guess, can die now. Yeah. But if she were to, I wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> like, it wouldn't matter to me, really. Yeah.
1: You mentioned earlier that, like... Some of these things are just like staples of like genre pieces. And this is, and this is a genre film, of course, but like when you have, when you're making a genre film, you should use that genre like a baton at like the Olympics and just like run with it. Just like go as crazy as possible because you don't have the, um, like expectations weighing you down. You have this new idea and you can like, just go buck wild with it. Cause you have, yeah. y- you have these ideas that have the potential to go buck wild and leave an impression. And this film just like, does not. Does not yeah. Do
0: that. I, I think when you have film, when, when in action movies, you know, mm-hmm. uh, when you can let the plot be just kind of very simple, um, and let kind of the action do most of the heavy lifting, you know, that's, that's always going to be better. Like, John Wick, like, the pitch of it is very simple. Sometimes they do things to flesh out the world, but it's it's the action that's that's buoying up everything mm-hmm. else in the movie, whereas, like, you know, in this movie, it's very it's, it's very surprisingly plot-heavy. Yeah. Um, like, there's not, like, for, I think, what is advertised to be an action movie, that, something that's conceptually, conceptually very action-y, um, there's not a ton of fighting in it. <laughs> no, like, you know, I kind of no, it, like
1: it's the op- it's the opposite of of John Wick. Like John Wick's central plot for all three movies is very simple and easy to follow, and all like the lore and the plot stuff is kind of backdoored, and it's yeah. just kind of layers the film in like a texture.
0: A lot of it is like
1: visual too. Like a yeah. lot of it's like
0: visual storytelling.
1: The old guard is like the opposite. Yeah, it does things reverse and makes things very confusing and heavy-handed yeah and over dramatic but not like over dramatic well another movie um that's also about immortals is uh, Highlander from the late oh, 90s. I've never I've
0: never seen Highlander Highlander I like is... I, would, I feel like I would dig it though
1: I think I think you would it has yeah. a lot more it has a lot more fun with its concept yeah. And goes like what I mentioned before, it just goes like full balls to the wall crazy with mm-hmm. it. And a lot of this has a lot of decapitations. And Queen as well. Ooh, I love Queen. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think of like other action movies as examples of like what being simple can really do for your movie. Um,
1: yeah, there's, 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 there's tons. There's, 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 there's plenty. Like even like the, the first, the first raid film is as simple as it gets. It's just cops go into building to try and catch bad guys.
0: And then they got to do a Kung Fu
1: and they got it and they got to do the Kung Fu, but they do it in such, in such a spectacular way that it, it leaves an impression. And, you know, doing that, that kind of thing takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of pre-planning, um, yeah, I've watched the special features for those movies, and they basically make the whole movie in like a dojo before they yeah, actually go. They actually go sense, out yeah. and shoot it. Like, I mean they, the
0: Ra- the raid two is is fucking crazy. Like, yeah, because that's like you know the raid at least they're in like one location. You know, like yeah, the raid two they're kind of fucking everywhere. Like that movie's nuts.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they oh, like they pre they pre visualize the whole entire thing pretty much before they actually like go out and she- like he basically makes the movie twice yeah and and it shows it, it shows the amount of uh, work put in so you can like when you watch a movie like the old guard where the action just kind of seems like all over the place and is kind of cut to ribbons yeah and is and it's just like you know not totally like all that inventive with what is given to it then you uh yeah then that that kind of thing stands out that's just what you get we have for for action filmmakers you know it it can be a little bit difficult out there because there's a there's a certain standard for audience for audiences at least people like us where we yeah for sure we we uh not demand but you know we we expect you know more bombast in a way or, like, or bombast. You know, I can
0: I can forgive some like you know, lackluster or not like pristine raid levels of of hand-to-hand combat in movies if uh if the movie is maybe like, you know, a little bit more I I wish the movie is very, it takes itself very seriously.
1: Yeah. Um, it takes itself very seriously, but it doesn't do enough legwork to really get you invested. Right. In, into yeah. it because I that's that's the other major that's the other major thing. If you can't Quite pull off raid level action at least give give us enough investment that that like the action hits harder even though the choreography isn't as strong.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. <sighs> well, that's our uh, that's our hot take on the old guard. Yeah, um, very
1: very quick one.
0: Very quick one. Not you know I, we don't need to go in circles talking about how we both just don't really like it. Yeah, <laughs>
1: um, yeah, and but... you know our goal at on these podcasts is never to just like incessantly dunk on movies. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We're giving you our opinion, but I'm not, yeah, we're not interested in, in dogging this thing. Um, yeah.
1: like it has, it has, you know, it's, it is directed by a, uh, a black woman filmmaker and you, yeah. and black women filmmakers don't really have, like have the opportunity to make like genre pieces like this as, as much as other, um, direct directors do so it is it is nice that that she was given the opportunity to make this movie yeah and and, and, like, ha- it's... and like represent like like openly gay couples in in action mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's that's like my my favorite thing about the movie it's yes yeah. uh the way it utilizes diversity and mm-hmm. uh and and it isn't like uh concerned with its diversity you know it just like is this way like there's just People it's, of it's uh, there's are. queer people who are out and open and doing their thing. There's that really uh, fun scene um, with the immortal gay couple uh, in the in the car when they're captured and they they have that. Like that. that
1: was a nice scene.
0: That was good. That was good. Um, make fun of those homoph- homophobic guards.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe but- that. You know, Netflix already announced a sequel or something. Or oh, if, did like, that? I mean, that makes s- sense. S- some kind of franchise. Apparently, this did quite well. Netflix never releases their numbers, so mm. it's really hard to tell if a movie does well or not. But apparently, this did well, and I'm hoping that if this does become a franchise, the later films will like more reach the potential that it's yeah. that it's setting up. So, I mean, it's
0: it's adapted from a graphic novel. I'm curious to maybe learn more about, you know, I might do some outside research and find out more if like, if that's a graphic novel people dig, if it's cool. Is it, cause like now, now like it's, cause this is a very like, uh, it's such a standard adaptation in that way too, where it's like, Oh, we're going to go to this place and this place and then do the, we have to fight the big bad at the end of the movie. You know, like it's, it's, it's pretty standard fare. It's um, like we're
1: gonna we're gonna do this thing from what was it Sao Paulo 1834. It's like ooh what is that and they just blow. We're not they, gonna they, tell you. Oh yeah, wh- I do. They just they just blow <laughs> they just blow a door open. Yeah. It's okay. Like you guys did that. They, okay.
0: Yeah. It it's yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um, you watch anything else good lately, Jeremy?
1: Um, I watched Gremlins two. Have you seen um, it before? No, I watched it for the first time. Did you like it? Oh my god! You know, I had I had this <laughs> I I had this idea for a bit, uh, I, like as a bit, I would just completely derail this conversation about the old guard and just talk you about talk about Gremlins Two, <laughs> Gremlins Two, the the whole time. It. it is wild, yeah, and it's actually a very it's very interestingly. Uh, poignant for modern day because okay. it's because uh the whole movie basically takes place in what is essentially trump tower and it's interesting but it's like clamp it's clamp tower oh, okay. it's it's more of like it's not a parody of donald trump as he's known now it was more than how it was more how he was known in the in the 80s it's like it's like the the major Clamp character is like a cross between like Ted Turner and Donald Trump, but basically mm-hmm. Gremlins run amok inside this uh, this giant New York City skyscraper, and the, a lot of visual gags and a lot of mayhem is is ensues. Okay, and it's for for a sequel to Gremlins. You don't see sequels like this. Where they, where they just go? Fuck it. <laughs> <And> just, <laughs>
0: I feel like have go- heard that Gremlins Two is like a lot darker than Gremlins. I feel like that's like the thing I've heard before.
1: Uh, or who knows? Yes and no. It's a little bit more violent. It's a little bit more like nasty, mm-hmm. but it's a much more of a cartoon than the okay. than the first one is. Like the first one actually has some like legitimately like like dark moments. Like uh, like Phoebe Cates' monologue about her her dad in the in the shoot in the I mean you guys are screening Gremlins this weekend so so you you we may are are
0: screening. <laughs> by the time you hear this we would uh, we will have screened uh, Gremlins so
1: you might know what I'm talking about. Uh, when you see that moment mm-hmm. but when phoebe cates does her like really dark monologue about her father like pretending to be santa claus and dying <laughs> nothing Jeez. quite like that nothing quite like that in gremlins 2 but it's yeah. a lot of really fun practical effects and just really really wild fourth wall breaking gags
0: yeah my, uh, uh, a friend of mine who I went to purchase with, her dad, uh, like, made the, the actual gremlins, like, he, like, designed them. Really? Yeah, she's very nice, uh, and I'm sure, I haven't met him, I have met his wife, she's also very cool, um, but yeah, she told me, I was like, that's crazy, but I still have to see gremlins, I, I, that's a, that's another, as, as, you know, if you listen to this podcast and hear me talk long enough, you know, uh. I have many So so parents. her
1: her dad is Chris Wales. Uh yeah. No kidding. Cuz there name was
0: is, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure cuz her last name is Wayless. Way,
1: Wayless, Chris Wales. Yeah. yeah. Yes. There there was actually just a documentary recently released about Chris Wales. Oh, so there you go. That is uh that I've been meaning to watch. Uh Well, I don't think it's, it's solely about him, but it's, like, a documentary about the special effects yeah. of Gremlins that was just recently released. I follow, yeah, it's called Gremlins, a Puppet Story. Oh, uh, okay, cool. Yeah, and it does it does focus on Chris Wayless and uh, how he, uh, like, the trials and tribulations of getting the Gremlins to work in Mm -hmm. in that film it's 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 right now it's doing like what you guys what story screen does for it's like digital screenings you like have to like gotcha you can like
0: rent it through a a yeah kind of yeah
1: so that's that's how you you can watch it right now but yeah if you have a um, if you have a particular interest in 80s practical effects specifically of gremlins and how that all got made i guess uh go check that out that's the one for you. Yeah.
0: All right, Jeremy. Well, thank you for joining me for this hot take.
1: Thank you for thank you for having me. I hope of next course. time. I hope next time we can talk about a better movie. <laughs> I hope so too. We'll, uh, we'll see when we get there. You know, it's, it's like it's it's a little bit of Slim Pickens this I year. Really,
0: I heard good things about this movie. I I'm, I'm a little bit let down. Um, maybe I went with too high of expectations. I don't know.
1: Yeah, maybe. It is it maybe is. it's it's hard it's hard to really say at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. Well, we're not the only podcast on Storyscreen. StoryScreenBeacon.com is a host of many podcasts, articles, and reviews. We also have a we also have a subscription service where you can pay five dollars a month to have access to even more content if you're really into what we're putting out there. But if you don't got the bucks, that's cool with me. Um, yeah, so go. We also have a drive-in now. That's pretty cool during these pandemic times. The theater is not currently operational, so we are doing a drive-in that's very contactless and safe and clean, Um, and you can watch movies from the comfort of your car. We're doing a lot of throwback stuff, maybe we'll be trying to do some new movies as well as they release, Uh, we're not going to let Christopher Nolan kill you, we won't let it, (laughs) I know he he wants the mass murder, I won't let that happen. Uh, But we appreciate you guys listening and your patronage. Jeremy, as always, I appreciate you being on the cast.
1: Absolutely. Happy to be on.
0: Until next time, stay hot.